It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is your main event, Mark's Podcast Bonus Edition, brought to you by the Unhinged Sports Radio Network and the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I am your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, and cat dad, Troy. And with me, as always, is the WWE Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia and the main event collector. He is the Hollywood to my Hulk. He is Greg. What's up, Greg? Other Sporting the black and white. I'm sporting the red and yellow, brother. I'm looking at that figure right now. One of the greatest figures ever made. Which Hollywood one is an ultimate. Oh, the uh, the new one that came out. It's the newest one, but yeah, mm. there's actually Who been the... three Hogan's released since then, but this is the best one. Not to get off on a tangent about you know Hulk Hogan figures here, but who was the one? Because it wasn't Mattel. They came out with a Hogan figures years ago. Um, Storm. Storm. Okay. Storm collectibles. Okay. I think that's what you're talking about. I think that's yeah, all it could it be. Because like, other than Mattel, that's all it could be. Yeah, it was like it was a black and uh, black and white like NWO Hogan, and then there was a uh, Hollywood Hogan when he was red and yellow. Yes, uh, I have the black and white one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty cool. The boas are actual feathers. That's what really like. Wow. Got the wow factor from me. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. That's they shed like a mofo, but it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Do they match up yeah. with Mattel figures pretty it's, well? I have it too. And it's a little bit bigger in scale, but from far away, no, it's it's fine. But if you're I like mean, a figure aficionado, yeah, it's a little out of scale. As long as it's not like the Jack's deluxe figure size yeah. compared to Mattel. It's, it's yeah. like, mm, it's like between that and a basic Mattel. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I guess it's not terrible, but 
either way, obviously, uh, you know, he, you can find Greg, by the way, at at main event collector on uh, Instagram. A little segue there. But today, ladies and gents, we are talking about the NWO in the WWE. And there's not a ton to talk about. It's I'll, I'm going to be honest. The show is kind of front loaded for me with with notes because it wasn't that long that they were in uh, they were a faction in the WWE. How uh, how long uh, is it? Three months. Four if months? you want to count from when Vince announced it, it's early February to early July. Okay, so I'm going three, from when he announced it months. to when Nash tore his quad. That was basically the end of it. Yeah, it was that that really was the end of it. But yeah, so and, and we'll get into all that and everything. But I also, like I say, when I when I'm talking about front loaded, there's a lot involving are they coming in, you know, the, the kind of speculations and, and rumors and innuendos and contracts and who does and doesn't want them in, what the group is gonna be like, et cetera. In the kill company. Inject it with poison yeah all that uh we're gonna talk about all that good stuff and we're gonna play some clips as well and talk about them uh from the big moments from the nwo and wwe it's not a lot uh but i i feel like it's gonna add something to the show to kind of put us mentally back in that time as well because this was this was a big time in wwf for a lot of different reasons a lot of things going on roster wise and and the brand split is coming up here. Uh, it actually happens during the uh, NWO era. And are they officially I, – I forget the timeline. They hadn't switched to WWE yet, have they? No, it's right at, after Judgment Day, I believe. Okay. So, yeah, there you go for, with, with that one. So it's still WWF. But there's a lot going on here, a lot of moving parts. Uh, we'll get into it. But uh, here first, we're going to take a time out to let you know that the main event, Marks, is sponsored by Fanatics. Get all of your officially licensed sports gear with Fanatics at Fanatics.com. And you can click on the link in the podcast description. That will take you right where you need to go. And at checkout, just let them know that the main event, Marks, and the Unhinged Sports Radio Network sent you. Also, we're sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. Get your clean energy drinks and focus enhancers from them. They also have great tasting vitamins and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to SwiftLifestyles.com and use our special promo code MAINEVENTMARKS, all one word, no spaces, for 15% off your order. That's MAINEVENTMARKS for 15% off your order at SwiftLifestyles.com. And of course, don't forget to check out our Linktree account. It's linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. There you can get all the links to our social media accounts, all the links to everywhere you can hear the podcast and our YouTube channel, as well as the links to our swag shacks. Those are our, uh, me- our uh, merchandise stores. That's uh, Redbubble and Bonfire. Bonfire has all the latest and greatest uh, designs. Redbubble, you can get multiple different, uh, not just clothing items, but also like coasters and clocks and uh, phone cases and stuff like that. But Bonfire, that there is where you can get all the latest and greatest uh, designs that we've come up with and put online. 
Again, that is on our Linktree account. It's linktr.ee forward slash main event marks, and you can become a main event mark yourself by checking that out and following all the links that we provide. But now that we're done with that, we're going to take our first break of the podcast. When we come back, we're going to dive into all things New World Order in the WWE. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble in your new main event marks merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's main event marks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's main event marks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. You can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the BellyUpSports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. 
And we're back. We're back. Just kicking off uh, here at the timeline of the NWO and WWE. They haven't come in yet, but Kevin Nash's Time Warner contract with WCW, which was paying him more than $31,000 per week, uh, expired at midnight on New Year's Eve going into 2002. Uh, so negotiations have been ongoing with the World Wrestling Federation for a while. But Nash was steadfast about not wanting to work a full WWF schedule, and he also insisted that he wouldn't come in unless they also brought in Scott Hall. But that recently changed, with friends saying that Nash has realized he can't continue to fight for Hall if Hall refuses to clean himself up, and Nash finally agreed to come to the WWF without him. Sure. No, that's going to work. Yeah. Uh, well, hashtag plans changed. Okay. So... There's going to be a lot of changed. Oh, gosh, yeah. Like, hey, big man, uh, I need a job. (laughs) Well, God dang it, I'll talk to Vince for you, buddy. Uh, But the WWA, I think it's World Wrestling Association, uh, reportedly offered Kevin Nash a two-year deal for enough money that he was willing to take the deal rather than go to the WWF. But then he asked that the money be put in escrow to prove that they have that much money. That was uh, that was not done, and at this point, Nash decided it was too risky, so he reopened talks with the WWF. Yeah, I mean, you were part of the second largest company, at one point, the largest wrestling company in America, or the world, I guess. It shut down. Now, the largest because wrestling company... Yeah, <laughs> in part, yes, because of you. But now, your old employer who is now the number one wrestling company in the world wants you back and you know for a lot of money by the way and you're like you know what i think i'm gonna take my chances with this other promotion over here that's kind of floundering and ah they haven't even had a show in america yet but you know i'll take my chances (laughs) oh by the way you're not in your prime anymore i think he was what 40s at this point at least Uh, yeah, I I don't know Kevin Nash's exact age. I, I wasn't thinking about that when I did the notes, but yeah, this was it, 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 like they talked about it on uh, Bruce Pritchard's podcast, which we'll mention a few times in this. How is that even like a consideration for anybody? It's like, well, he might go to WWA. Like, sure. Easy money. Uh, he, yeah. Well, he's he's 62 right now, so this was 20, uh, yeah, 20 years ago. So he would have been 42 years old. Wow. Yeah, I he was uh he was definitely looking to to join an upstart company. Still look pretty <laughs> good though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Bruce Pritchard, by the way, uh, he was went on record on his podcast something to wrestle to say that Vince McMahon and the WWF wanted Hall and Nash together as the outsiders and a package deal. However, once Hulk Hogan expressed interest in coming in, coming in, they changed to wanting the New World Order as a package deal. They didn't want just Hall or just Nash. They wanted all three of them. And the WWF locker room, however, was a thumbs up on Hogan and apparently a thumbs down on Hall and Nash when McMahon asked for opinions. They saw all that money. That's kind of, <laughs> yeah, 
that's kind of funny to think about because even I will get to this, uh, you know, when we play clips and everything. But I rewatched their debut at uh, No Way Out when they come out. Nash gets on the mic. There's cheers, but there's also some booze. Hall gets his reaction off a hey yo, and then it's just smattering of cheers and booze. As soon as Hogan grabs the mic, the crowd blows. And I'm like, man, you can already see where this is going. <laughs> and they I, man, that's, all I, that's all I wanted back, honestly. Uh. I, I loved all three of them. I've always been a huge mark for Nash. I love Scott Hall, but uh, I and I wasn't keeping up with WCW at the end. So I didn't know all the crap about, you know, Hall's drunken antics and stuff like that. However, uh, you know, I, I wanted Nash for sure. Hall, you know, fine. But yeah, I could see when Hogan came back, it's like he just stood out. It's like, well, Hogan's back in the WWF for the first time since 1994 or no, 93? 93. 93. Yeah. 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 So that was a, that's a that's a big deal, man. I mean, he was the star until he left, and then it was. You didn't have another megastar, really, until Steve Austin broke out broke out from the pack. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so apparently people still saw money in Hogan, which, you know, good on them. They were smart, but they felt like Nash and Hall were just a cancer to the locker room. I don't know if I can really blame them. Let me go back Either to way, the quick days. Yeah. yeah, if anybody was there before, and, and you got to think now – the WCW locker room's been integrated into the WWF locker room for almost a full year. So th- yeah, that stuff sure. is... I didn't think about that. There were probably WCW guys that didn't like him either. Yeah, they said uh, the people that were there around the first time that Hall and Ash were there didn't want him. And the old WCW guys that had to deal with Hall and Ash didn't want him. So it was a combo. And, I mean, Hogan has his detractors, but people can, like you were saying, they can see money in him. So, I mean, if you can't in 90, or uh, not 90, in uh, 2002, he still had something left in the tank. So, obviously. And that didn't matter either. Yeah. Well, he, uh, Hogan still had some good stuff that went on. I, like, I fondly remember the Hollywood Hogan run during this time. Like, I was a big, big Hogan fan. I never did get that shirt, though. I, I wanted it where you remember his shirt. Uh, I think it was his first one back. It said, uh, what you going to do on the front? And the back just said, brother. I remember when Vince McMahon messed it up for the for No Way Out 2003. He said, what you going to do? Nothing. And on the back it said, brother sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Hella lazy, dude. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, that's it. The only thing I enjoyed about his feud with Vince McMahon was the Mr. America stuff. But according to Bruce Pritchard, yeah, that was like an old territory uh, angle that they were recycling. And he said Vince didn't get it. So they didn't go with it for very long. What I, I thought was, cool it was the debut of Simon Grenier. Oh, Yeah. We all remember that fondly. <laughs> I say, struggling to remember. He was the referee uh, for the Rock and Hogan too. Oh Lord, I, I don't even remember that. 
see, I, I right there. I don't even remember it. It does appear all but certain that Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall will be returning to the WWF within the next few weeks. Lots of scenarios are being discussed, with the obvious being that they're coming in as a group and leading a renegade faction against the WWF and would appear on both shows when the brand split eventually happens. Uncle Dave says that there's a good chance that Triple H and X-Pac may join the group, and of course, that has people wondering about Shawn Michaels also. Uncle Dave also claims that Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall are all being pushed to use the NWO name, or excuse me, are all pushing to use the NWO name, but Vince is said to be against using that gimmick. Bruce Pritchard has went on record to say that's not true whatsoever. Why would he be uh, against it? He didn't want to use it? Yeah. Yeah, why would he be against that? Well, Uncle Dave speculates. Well, well, he, he I, I can't say he speculates. He claims this is fact. He said, well, Vince doesn't want to use it because, you know, he didn't create it. Therefore, he hates it and he doesn't want to use it. Uh, well, Uncle Dave said it. Therefore, it is. Exactly. You know this by now, Greg. This dude's such a loser. I can't even. Like, he, he it, I will say this. If he reported it, and even, I think Bischoff even said this. It's like, if he put in his newsletter, quote-unquote newsletter, that, oh, this is all, you know, I, I'm speculating that blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. I, you know, that's just you going off on a tangent and thinking of crap. But no, he's stating this like, no, it is. All right, this is how it is. It's fact. And if it doesn't turn out this way, it's because they changed it last minute. You know, to make, to make me look bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hashtag plans changed. Now a shirt on our Redbubble store, or I mean uh, our Bonfire store, by the way. Go check that out. You can get a hoodie or a pullover with it, too. So there, check it out. <sighs> Paul and Ash are reportedly coming in. Yeah, there you go. It's a nice conversation piece, too, because not everybody will get it. So, you know, strike up a conversation with people. Tell them about your favorite retro wrestling podcast. Oh, you know, I was, I was going to help my elderly mother get dinner, but plans changed. I decided not to. You know, it could be anything you wanted to mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Paul and Nash are reportedly coming in with similar three-year deals, each rumored to be in the $700,000 per year downside guarantee range. Hogan is still negotiating his money, and the two sides are still far apart, but it's still believed to be inevitable that he'll strike a deal soon. And it was. Uh, there's already rumors that Hogan will be facing The Rock at WrestleMania as part of a double main event, the other being Austin versus Triple H, likely for the title. Uh, that didn't happen. Morale in the locker room to the news is about what you'd expect, especially from people who worked with any of the three guys in the WWF or WCW before, and remember how much trouble that they all caused. Many have said that uh, having these guys brought in for more money and guaranteed to be in top positions ahead of everyone else is a slap in the face to the rest of the roster. Jim Ross did an interview on Slam Wrestling where he defended the impending signings, blaming Hall, Nash, and Hogan's bad reputations on WCW's poor management and says that the WWF won't let them get away with the same behavior. I mean, in his defense, they didn't get away with the same behavior, so there's that. Kind of crazy to think about yeah. how far back it goes. I know. That's like the, there was the click days, then they ran wild, and WCW basically doing whatever the hell they wanted. And Bischoff can claim they didn't, but, I mean, 
look at some of the stuff that happened. I mean, come on. And, and multiple people have said nobody knew what the hell was going on around there at any time. Chris Jericho openly said uh, that he's like, well, if you didn't want to be bugged, he's like, just literally before the show, I would, he said, and, and a lot of people knew this. He said, we'd go find a place in the arena to hide. And if they couldn't find you before your match, then you could get away with whatever the hell you wanted. Because <laughs> he said when they were trying to get him to sign his contract uh, that he didn't want to sign before going to the WWF, he said he would come into the arena, check in, uh, just so that they knew he was there, and then he would go hide. And nobody could find him, and then he'd go out for his match, grab his stuff, and leave. I think that's nuts. I There's no way in hell Vince McMahon would allow that kind of crap to happen. <sighs> Either way. Uh, on the Coming up on our first clip here, on the t- January 21st edition of Raw, Vince McMahon teased the impending arrival of Hall, Nash, and Hogan, saying that he's going to do something that uh, even he will regret so that he would not have to share power with the new WWF kayfabe co-owner Ric Flair. And I believe I completely his... forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, that's when I do I... research for the show, he's doing the NWO stuff. I forgot about all the little stuff in between. I did remember that because I remember the the promo. Was, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't the actual promo that I'm about to play a clip of? Wasn't that on SmackDown? Or was uh, it which promo was it? The one where he spins around his chair. Yeah, that was on SmackDown. He... Okay. Uh, for to, before I play the clip here for everybody out there, the promo consisted of uh, basically he was he was looking at the camera. He's in his office and he's in his desk chair and he's talking to the camera. And then at the end, he spins around and on the back of his chair is like spray painted NWO. And Bruce looks like it's made talking. out of like looks like white uh, whiteout <laughs> like a lot of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably was. Uh, Bruce Pritchard talked about like the intricacies of the like filming this, which I didn't even think about. And you, you don't think about because he's looking in a mirror while he's filming this, and they're they're kind of filming him from behind, sorta. And so when he spins around, the the logo on the back of the chair had to be written in reverse. So that it would show up properly on, through the uh, the mirror. It's like that's one yeah, thing. And I, then he I said, "Caught that right away. It's pretty obvious." Yeah. Well, and then he said the other thing about it was uh, the they had to because of the angle that they had to do, like they had to film it in or whatever. They actually had to prop him up. He he's on like um like a little makeshift stage thing, like out of boxes that they made for him, so that he'd be high enough where the camera wouldn't show up in the uh, in the mirror. That's kind of weird stuff you don't think about with the filming. <laughs> the the NWO should have came out of a black and white box. Maybe they would have all been over after that. But yeah, I heard either way. Oh, yeah, of course. But hey, if they really wanted to get over Greg, they should have brought in Vincent, uh, Brian Adams and Stevie Ray. There's one more like Buff Bagwell. No. Or, no, Scott Norton. No. Who am I missing? Horace Effin Hogan. Oh, for God's sake. Yes. Ah, got to get the whole B team in there, man. <laughs> uh, man, that, 
they would have really got over then with that like funk music that they used to come out to. Hell yeah. <laughs> Take my money. I'm on. I'm straight. I'm on board, dude. Let's go. Exactly. But anyway, uh, here's a little bit of that That's promo. right there, dude. Yeah, man. They could have filled out the whole card with those guys. NWO versus WWF. <laughs> right there. <laughs> Triple H main events for the uh, WWF title against the one and only Horace effing Hogan. They could have just promoted it Triple H Hogan. <laughs> that would have been just the it greatest would, it troll would not ever. Have been- it would not have been false advertising either. So Exactly. It's a bald <sighs> guy. His name is Hogan. He's in the NWO. Boom. Not my fault you misconstrued that. Yeah, right. Hey, we never said Hulk or Hollywood. Taurus. Hey, you could have even put H. Hogan. There you go. God. <laughs> my God. Oh, anyway. Oh, my uh, God. You said that. This is the famous promo uh, from Vince McMahon on that uh, episode of SmackDown. Here we go. The WWF has cancer because of Ric Flair. Flair's going to kill it. And the kind of cancer Flair gave the WWF is the slow eating kind of cancer. It's not quick. I'm not going to let Ric Flair kill what I created. Me. The WWF is mine. It's mine. I created it. I'm not going to let Ric Flair kill what I created because I'm going to kill what I created. I'm going to kill it. Can I have an aneurysm? I'm going to kill my creation. I'm going to inject the WWF with a lethal dose of poison. Why can I hear Brother of Love doing this? anybody's going to kill my <laughs> creation, I'm going to do it. Me. And the NWO. I don't know why I can. All I can hear is like Bruce Pritchard doing his impression of Vince throughout the whole thing. I geeked so hard over this promo. Oh, I know. Like I, as a kid, I was like, wait, what? Because keep in mind, I'm like 11 when this is going on. And so my first thought, I mean, is, I would, which who's going to who's it going to be? Like, that's my first thought. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the ones that come to mind right away are, you know, Big Vince and Buff Bagwell, you know. So, I, but who's the third man? I thought uh, Masahiro Chono <laughs> and perhaps Scott Norton. Ah, that would, yeah, that would have been perfect. The uh, Japan American uh, NWO connection, man. Like, yeah. All right. Anyway. Money. Asses in seats, man. Shut up and take my money. Uh. Next note I have here, uh, Vince has reportedly caved on most of Nash's demands, including the reduced schedule. Paul will be making less money than Nash and will be given an even lighter schedule because he's a single parent with custody of his children. I have to pause right there because I was thinking it, but I wasn't going to say it. But Dave flat out said it. He was like, how bad was Dana Hall where Scott got 
full custody of the kids. I ain't like, touching with that. Because <laughs> he had a known drinking problem and was in and out of jail a lot for a couple of years. And I'm like, does he have a legit Dana murder J- on his record, too? Uh, not murder. Well, I, he might have got accused of something involving a murder. I don't know. He did have uh, like a lot of DUIs, uh, some uh, like groping. DUI to him is like a up. jaywalking ticket or a parking ticket to you or me, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Well, it's like I think he had like indecent exposure and for peeing in public, and I I don't even remember. He had a rap sheet, I know that, but it's like you think about that, and the fact that it's really hard if you're a mother to lose custody of the kids. It's like was it, I'm I'm just going to assume that they worked it out in court where it's like that's the way they wanted it because uh, I don't know. I don't even want to speculate. I'm moving on. <laughs> You already did. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm going with the the best solution possible, okay? Dave instantly went to, how bad is she? <laughs> I, I'm going to say they worked it out civilly in court. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, and, of course, you got to figure that Hulk Hogan isn't going to work a full schedule either, since he hasn't done that in about a decade and probably ain't going to start now. There's also the issue of how they'll get along backstage, since many of the agents were very vocal about bringing these guys back. And then there's John, John Laurinaitis, who has a John lot Laurinaitis, of backstage. greatest ever. Yeah. People power. <laughs> but he has a lot of power backstage now, and he and Nash used to butt heads constantly in WCW. So things are going to get interesting. Our life's never true at dime. <laughs> hey. Dynamic dudes are better than the outsiders. Hey, Hulk. You're looking awfully vascular today. If you go tanning already, I'll go with you. I'll help oil you up. Anyway. Oh, God. Hi, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pritchard. Wasn't it, uh, wasn't it DX? I think DX were the first ones to actually mention him by name. And make references yeah, to him. And I remember being like completely being completely lost on me. Yeah, it was like a big insider <sighs> thing. And then like what two years later he pops up on TV? No, it was like uh, four, I think, dude. Four years. Okay, it like, yeah. It was like the summer of punk. Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody was <laughs> like, ah, I get it. <laughs> but if you didn't know at the time, you were like, what is like why is he talking like Again, that? Again, I was completely lost. Yeah, if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, DX, there was a promo when uh, DX returned, and Triple H and Shawn Michaels going back and forth with each other about John Laurinaitis. And like and they just keep talking like that back and forth to each other. And it's like, who the F is John Laurinaitis? But anyway. I knew the last name because of Animal, and I thought that's who they were talking about, but then it still doesn't make sense. Yeah, and it's like, if... I guess if you knew who he was as Johnny Ace and you'd heard him talk, but it's like, how many people remember effing Johnny Ace? Like, for God's sake. And that's another thing. Like, how did Animal talk? Like, I realize, you know, not all families are exactly alike, but it's like Animal talks and looks completely different from John. It's like, you guys have the same mom, same dad. Are you half siblings or just like, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, but anyway, so 
In a bit of a surprise, Vince also agreed to let them use the NWO name and gimmick, and that reveal was made later in the week on SmackDown when Vince talked about how killing the WWF or talk about killing the WWF with the help of the NWO, which the promo I just played. Uh, but as of now, there's no plans for Triple H to join the group. X-Pac will probably find his way into it, given his relationship and history with the group. Nash is reportedly pushing for Shawn Michaels. Lazy booking. <laughs> I get, like, I get it why he eventually got involved and they needed more members. But yeah, I don't know. So he was a part of two different factions in WWE, or three, if you count X-Factor, I guess. Reportedly, here's where it starts getting interesting, by the way. Reportedly, Scott Hall showed up to the WWF TV tapings and made a total spectacle of himself, apparently drunk. I'm wow. just going to pause. I'm going to pause here and say, no way this is true. No way. I, I can't believe it. Scott Hall drunk? It's preposterous. I don't believe you. <laughs> At one point, and I I heard confirmation from this from uh, the Dudleys and a few other people, so I guess this part is real. At one point, Hall reportedly said to the Dudleys regarding their 3D finisher, great move you got there. I can't wait to kick out of it. <laughs> I... <sighs> I guess they were pissed off because everybody was like gunning for Hall and Nash at the time. So they, you know, they took it as he's being an ass, which he kind of is. He's just like messing with them. He's not, like, I don't know. That's funny to me. Like, I don't know. Like the old Harley race thing, I guess. Like he would ask, it's like, what's your hold? And they'd tell him and he'd go, I'll move. <laughs> like, Okay. <laughs> Maybe they were good friends. With, maybe he was good friends with Harley. Yeah, yeah probably. Uh, but this was Hall's first day back in the locker room, and needless to say, everyone was pretty irritated about it. Steve Austin and Undertaker particularly have been vocal about the fact that they've worked too hard to get the company to where it is to allow these guys to come in and wreck things. Naturally, Triple H has been coming into his uh, coming to his friend's defense, but he's pretty much the only one. Speaking of Austin, it's expected that he'll face either Nash or excuse me, Hall or Nash at WrestleMania, which would leave uh, Rock and Hogan and Triple H and Jericho as the other two big matches. That all did happen, obviously. Uh, for his part, Hulk Hogan was on the Bubba the Love Sponge show, which, you know, only good things come out of that. Well, hell and yeah. And it's in the archives, part of these shows. <laughs> Exactly. Every, every time we bring it up, it's something bad. It's never like he was on Bubba the Love Sponge and, you know, only good things came out of it. Suddenly Howard Stern's <laughs> all looking so bad. Huh? Yeah, right. But he talked about how he's going to kick the rock's ass the same way he kicked his dad's ass. Uh, by the way, there's no record of Hulk Hogan ever facing Rocky Johnson ever. <laughs> I think so, maybe attacked quite a few times. Yeah. <laughs> This, like if people have like done a done a search, they're like, has he ever faced Rocky Johnson? They're like, I can't find any record anywhere online of him facing him. I think they're both but, always faces. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, because when Hogan was a heel, a heel, his first time in the WWF, like, like way back when, 
I don't think he would have ever been paired up with Rocky Johnson. So I don't know. Either way, on the February 18th edition of Raw, Rock came out to the ring to challenge Hulk Hogan to a match at WrestleMania X8. And now, No Way Out is in the books and featured the return of Hogan, Nash, and Hall. This was the first appearance for Hogan in a WWF ring since his final house show in August of 1993. And that leads us to this promo here, which we'll comment on while it plays. We came in here earlier today, and you would not believe the amount of heat we had with the boys. The dreaded Some what chant? Some of the stairs were actually kind of frightening. And for what? Thank I mean, God because of some reputation we have? I mean, in the last couple of weeks, words have been thrown around in association with the NWO like poison. We've heard that. Cancer. You know, some people say that we're self-service. You know, some people actually <laughs> have used profanity <laughs> And have said that the NWO is a bunch of company killing. I think that was you that said that, Jr. Oh man, I've never used. And speaking e. for myself and my two friends here, let me tell you That's something. That's the worst. That hurts our feelings. Well, I would. I mean, what is it we've done? What what awful thing did we do? Figure out the things. Give me a break. I mean, all well, we want is a, bad stuff. a fair chance. <laughs> A clean slate. We want the ability to come out and prove to you great fans not only can we do it, but nobody does name it. Name one bad thing we've done. You name a list, and they're like, like I said one. Hey, yo. Therefore, no one would. We're not the bad guys. <laughs> We're fans. I thought he was the bad we guy. We just want the opportunity to work closely, with some he of said the great me. WWF oh, yeah. superstars. But the point is... We don't want any trouble because deep down, we're just like all of you. A bunch of marks? Sure they are. <laughs> you know, Scott and Kevin, I couldn't agree with you more. We're, we're just like all of you out there. I cut it out. I mean, he got a huge ovation. He might when be a little richer and a little more famous. Pronouns, pal. I mean, we're not here to kill the WWF. We're here to make it better. Well, that's a relief. All we want to do <laughs> is give the WWF fans exactly what they want. And all we want from you is a chance. But it's up to all you out there and all the boys in the back if we get our chance. That remains to be seen. But I can tell you one thing right now. This promo was a huge and troll job. There was one man who gave the NWO a chance. And that was Vince Eric McMahon. Oh, my God. And right now, I'd like to thank Vince McMahon for the opportunity and I want to tell you Vince McMahon we will not let you down God bless Vince McMahon thank you and God bless all of you too yay us and last of all God bless America thank you for the chance <laughs> sounds like he's running for president <laughs> oh, good lord I, like I said, that was a huge troll job. I loved it. It's a great way to introduce the NWO. 
Because I'm thinking NWO promo, I'm thinking God bless America. Exactly. Uh, well, overall, the pay-per-view was probably the weakest WWF show in months. This according to Uncle Dave. Do you remember this, like, much about this show? Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was decent. Eh, I mean, I don't have a point of reference with, like, what was around, like, a few months beforehand, because he's saying it's the weakest in months, so I don't know what the... Well, we did Vengeance, now in the archives. Uh, as far as Series 1 was pretty good. Royal Rumble was pretty good. Hmm. I mean, was it better than those? Probably not, so I guess by default he's right. Yeah. Well, uh, Uncle Dave thinks that bringing out the NWO at the beginning of the show may have killed everything that followed. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, Steve Austin versus Oh, the fact Chris that they a couple more times during the show already disagrees with them, but again, whatever. Right. Uncle Dave said, Greg, are, are you disagreeing with Uncle Dave? A little bit. We've been Not over much. this. We've been over this. You can't do that, okay? You, you can't. You've only got one more chance, Greg. You ever want to pee with him again? I did it I did it with you, okay? No. Oh, well, well, okay. My chance still is there. Uh, well, there, there's your loophole. <laughs> but Steve Austin versus Chris Jericho was a brutal chop fest and overall was the best match on the show. But the overbooked finish and ref bumps was all too much. It ended with the NWO beating down Austin. But after the show was off the air, Hall came back out and Austin recovered and stunned him to send the fans home happy. He also poured beer all over Hall, which was not planned. And backstage, Kevin Nash threw a fit about it. He went to Jim Ross and said that Hall is on anti-alcohol medication and that causes him to get violently sick if he tastes or even smells alcohol. And Nash felt that Austin was purposely trying to dump beer in Hall's face. Uh, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard's podcast. Uh, Pritchard claims that they did not know that Hall was taking this medication until the night that they filmed a different backstage scene which we'll get to. But according to reports, Nash was making everyone aware of it this night at No Way Out, which was weeks before that. Also, there's a couple of other instances during house shows where Uncle Dave reports also was pouring beer all over Hall after matches. So, yeah, well, do we have any proof that he actually took the pills? Did he ever get sick? <laughs> I guess he did. According to Pritchard, he did get sick after that segment that we're going to get to, but I don't know. That's, uh, I don't know about this one. And I mean, this, I would say this is bull crap, but it's like the only thing I can say about this, maybe it was true was this is all like live in the moment. It's not like a retrospective, like going back and saying, well, he told them way back then. It's like, this was reported quote unquote, during the time, like live. So I don't know. Live. Maybe, huh? he, maybe he told him, maybe he didn't. I still think it's pretty, even if he didn't, like knowing that Hall has alcohol issues, I still think it's kind of stupid to be pouring beer on the man in any instance. I don't know. That's just my take on it. I, I just think it's bad. I mean, yeah, it sucks, but to know that he'd be falling off the wagon in a couple of months, it's where I start questioning it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there is that. But at the same time, it's like, just, I don't know. If, if you know somebody's got a an addiction, like, don't be literally pouring that thing that they're addicted to all over them on a 
<laughs> on a frequent basis. Can Jerry Lawler do that with Jake Roberts too? I'm going to go out on a limb and say that was fake alcohol, or at least I hope to God it was. Cause oh, it wasn't. Yeah, it's on Jake's documentary. It was supposed said, to be apple he juice. He said it was real? Used. Jake or, said it was supposed to be apple juice and it was whiskey. Wow. That's shocking. That's that's in bad taste. I, I don't know. I I can't see doing that to somebody. But on the next episode of SmackDown, Stone Cold chases down the NWO and tries to shoot them with a net gun. But it doesn't work. Apparently it shoots, but the net doesn't come out. Who thought of this crap? Well, Austin's going to chase uh, I believe down, they redo it gun. because it actually works on TV. So I believe they redo it. Okay. Yeah, because uh, on one of the – and I, I don't recall this episode. But on one of the Something to Wrestle podcasts, Bruce Pritchard actually tells a story of how frustrated they were with the net gun being a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I know you didn't watch the show and you don't really know who Rob Deerdeck is, but uh, they used to have the show on MTV called Robin Big. And there's this one episode where he gets a net gun because he thinks there's like intruders coming to his house and he's going to shoot him with a net gun. And he just goes through the whole episode just shooting all of his friends with a damn net gun. (laughs) I'm just saying, it's just like... It has net! It has net! That's all I could think of. Like, I remember when Forrest Griffin the... shot a net gun at Rampage Jacks, the Ultimate Fighter. That was pretty funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Didn't Rampage get pissed about it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he caught him, dude. He's been net gun. He done went too far. He netted me. That wasn't the door-breaking incident, was it? Uh, wasn't the incident, one. but that was the same season. Yeah. On an episode of Raw, and you said you took some notes, so stop me if I'm missing anything here. Uh, on an episode of Raw, the NWO beat down the Rock, and he stretchered out into a, an ambulance. The NWO then locked the Rock into the ambulance, and Hogan drives a black semi truck into the side of the ambulance. Then, on a later show, after coming back without a scratch on him. Rock comes out and challenges Hogan to face him right then and there. But, of course, it didn't happen. He had a Band-Aid on his forehead. What do you mean not a scratch on him? Oh, well, that, yeah. That's like when (laughs) we discussed that Wile E. Coyote crap where, uh, I can't remember what show it was now, where Austin picked up, like, Triple H was in the car, and Austin picked it up with a forklift and dropped it on its top. And then Triple H That was Survivor Series, uh... 2000? No. 2001? Yeah, 2000. Was it? Okay. Uh, yeah, and then Triple H comes back a couple weeks later, and he's fine. Nothing wrong. I returned <laughs> in January at um, the Shark Tank with his brand new theme. I was there. Oh, man. <sighs> yeah, but it's like, he wasn't dead, which obviously I don't want him to be, but it's like, it's like attempted murder. And this, like, this is... Attempted murder. Like, I just, it was nuts. I remember, like, seeing that when I was a kid, and I was like, what the F? Oh, By the way. Uh, like, only a month or so before some in here, give or take. That's the yeah, funny part. I know. It's like, is The Rock even going to make it? I mean, he's clearly dead. At the very least, he's crippled. Yeah. Okay. And then not to get ahead, but they're friends after WrestleMania. You're always friends with the guy who tried to kill you. 
Yeah, it's like, look, man, I know you tried to murder me in an ambulance, but you know what? Water under the bridge, bro. Shake hands. <laughs> Brother's got a hug. Ah, dang. I, I'm missing the note in here. Maybe you saw it. Do you know where in the timeline it falls with the uh, the pouring beer incident on SmackDown? It's pouring on Hall? Uh, yeah. Uh, nice Hall up. It's like four, three weeks before WrestleMania. Because it's when he makes okay. a challenge, he's going to face Hall. Locks him in the okay. freezer. Is it a freezer, right? Um, in chair. Uh, I think. That part yeah, I know he, he locks him up. I think it was in the freezer. Yeah. Okay. It, and remind me again why Hall and Hogan weren't there. He, he, you said he locked them in the freezer? He locked Hall in the or freezer. Lo- I think he was hunting Nash and Hogan. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I, all I remember about the segment was that he tied up Scott Hall in an office chair, and he's wheeling him through the backstage area, pouring beer on him. So yeah, and then he brings him all the way to the ring, holds him hostage, says he's gonna face him WrestleMania. Stones him. Yeah, what's that? What is with with uh, Stone Cold and like abducting people and holding them hostage? <laughs> he's done that at least huh. at least two <sighs> to three times. Bang three sixteen, the best one ever. Yeah, that one. I, where uh, Vince literally pisses himself. Yeah. And that was shooting piss. Stop, powerful. <laughs> but anyway, the main event of the next Raw was a three-on-two of the NWO versus Rock and Austin. The only uh, time they, we ever get Hogan and Austin in the same match. Yep. And they actually come face-to-face in the match, but nothing comes out of it. So... I know they always used, you know, their whole excuse for not having a match was, oh, Clash of Styles and whatever. The match wouldn't have been good. But it's like, who gives a crap? And I know Pritchard's argument was, well, if we did that, then he'd be asking, why didn't you do it with Rock? And it's like, no, no, we wouldn't have been asking that question. I mean, don't get me wrong. The match with Rock was probably better than what it would have been with Austin. They could have but... been saying it for SummerSlam, too. I mean, I'm still... Gonna stick with that? Yeah, I know. It's like, did you think you had just like one match with Hogan and that was it? Because, yeah, you could have stretched out, done it at SummerSlam, you know, whatever. Hell, pop a big rating, do it at the next show. I, you know, whatever. Wow, Bishop. Yeah, right. Uh, he would have done it for free on TV. Uh, his excuse, and I get it, but. Still, he's like, well, we were a television company. We focused more on television. Like, yeah, but you, according to you, the only thing making money for the longest time for you guys was pay-per-view. So wouldn't they have been happier if you're bringing in more money? It's uh, it's premium events, by the way. Well, now it is, yeah. That's why I said, you know, for anybody out there that doesn't know, AEW officially puts on the greatest wrestling pay-per-views out there. Because WWE now does premium live events. So they are the best at premium live events. Okay? Just remember that. I and thought that Hard to Kill was better than AEW's last pay-per-view. She might be wrong on that. Well, we'll have to see what what's the next one. Uh, Revolution? Or did that already happen? Yes. I, I forget. Or Full Gear. Well, it's, what? it's, not, it's not double or nothing. It's not all in. 
So it's got to be Revolution mm-hmm. or Full Gear. I think okay. it's Full. I think okay, it's yeah, full Revolution. Gear. Uh, we are. We just had Full Gear. That was okay. the one where uh, Hangman won the title. Uh, so yeah, so it'll be Revolution, and then Double or Nothing. I think is around April, March, something like that. I, I think know. it's March seventh, March something like that. Uh, okay. I was always thinking that uh, Revolution was in January, but I haven't seen anything about it. It was in February. And they moved it for some reason. Oh, okay. Well, either way, uh, we're now at WrestleMania. The WrestleMania X8. Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated Scott Hall after hitting two stunners. By the way, Bruce Pritchard said, because uh, you and I had this question before. It's like, why was Kevin Nash not in a match? He was just at ringside for Hall's match. And the reason yeah, for that is some of the some misprints of the DVD put him as the enforcer. He's not. <laughs> yeah, I have that. Uh, I have that. DVD. Says wow. Nash is the enforcer. <laughs> well, according to Pritchard, the reason he wasn't in the match was because he was playing backup because they weren't completely assured that Hall would show up. And if he didn't show up and he no showed <laughs> WrestleMania, Nash was going to step in and face Austin. That's pathetic. That's really sad. Like, uh, really? All right. Should never have a just in case. Yeah, for WrestleMania, not just a Raw or a SmackDown. This is the biggest show of the year. But he showed up and he did the match and it was fine. But we give that match too much crap. I didn't think it was that bad. I watched it back for this. I do like yeah. how he got the stunner. He got one stunner, didn't go down, got another one. <laughs> yeah. I was incorporated in the video game at one point. I did kind of like that, like their new NWO gear, because Hall was just, it's like black trunks with the NWO logo plaster. I mean, you could argue that they were kind of lazy, but. Like always, but. Yeah. Uh, I kind of, obviously I like his older gear better, but I, I thought the WWE stuff was, was cool. Nash had just the NWO logo cockeyed, whatever on his singlet. And I thought it was kind of cool. Either way, uh, the Rock defeated Hollywood Hulk Hogan in the main attraction match, dubbed Icon versus Icon. After the match, the two shook hands with respect. As the Rock left the ring, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall came out and attacked Hogan, ending Hogan's involvement with the NWO. The Rock returned and saved Hogan from further attack. As a sign of respect, the Rock stopped Hulk from leaving the ring and asked him to pose for the crowd. It's Hulk must pose, pal. But this turned Hogan into a face after, for the first time. A couple weeks, couple weeks after putting him in an ambulance and damn killing him. Yeah, right. Yeah, like I said, man, water under the bridge, whatever. Hey, you know, like uh, like the thing from The Hangover. But did you die? <laughs> <laughs> but this turned Hogan into a face for the first time since 1999. There you go. Uh, WrestleMania was pretty good. I I have fond memories with uh, WrestleMania X8. Uh, that is coming up in March on the schedule. It's not the first WrestleMania we review. I actually, because there's three WrestleManias we're going to cover in March, because it's a five-week month or five-Wednesday months. So we're going to be at WrestleMania. Going to get in, uh, yeah, uh, for the first time in three years. So it's 35. Yep. Yeah, so there you go. That'll, that'll be fun. I'm going to 
It's two nights, so I might try to skip over well, four for one night. Or a CM Punk. <laughs> yeah, a four night. What do you call it? A buy one get one extravaganza or whatever. Uh, but, it's kind of funny because all the marks that geeked for that failed to mention. Oh well, but Wrestle Kingdom's three nights, and that's fine. Um, yeah. You know, the third night was nothing but ten man tags, but whatever. Was it? Let's, yeah. I still have. Let's not I get back skip away yet. here. Well, Wrestle Kingdom. Night uh, one was I good, the, and I didn't care about the rest, only for the uh, title match. The that's first, it. The first two nights I know was actually like regular Wrestle Kingdom. The third night they should have called it something else because it was literally New Japan versus Noah. So it, again, it wasn't all even in like, multi-man matches. It, it could have been a Survivor yeah, Series style thing that might have worked. Yeah. There might have been a couple of one-on-ones or tags, but they're mostly 10-man tags. Right. Well, yeah, either I might skip over to a friend's house for that because I'm, I'm going to watch uh, the Royal Rumble at his house uh, here coming up. Uh, well, as of the posting of this, it's uh, coming up next Sunday. So looking forward to that. We'll talk about the Royal Rumble stuff next week. For right now, we're going to take a quick break. On the other end of this, we're going to talk about what happened to the NWO post-WrestleMania X8, right after this. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks Pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks, and at Main Event Collector. This message is brought to you by Belly Up Sports. No, just kidding. This is not an NWO promo. This is just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, the host of Here in Puckburg on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I have a hockey podcast where we talk about hockey fandom and the love of the game and where that leads you in this this game we call life. Why am I on Main Event Marks telling you about this? Well, what if I told you I had one half of the world's greatest tag team, otherwise known as the Main Event Marks, the one and only Greg, Superfly Greg. He was on, and he was talking about his love of the game. So you might want to come over and check that episode out. If you like what you hear, you can check out the rest of our incredible episodes with our incredible hockey community from PHF athletes, ESPN personalities, fathers of NHL players, and a whole lot more. Come by, follow the show, give a like, give a subscribe, and it'd be great to have you here in Puckburg. But enough about me. Let's get back to what you're really here for, the main event marks, because they are the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. 
expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on youtube find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks and we're back and we're back as a result of hulk hogan shaking hands with a rock and getting a positive response from the crowd after his match at wrestlemania he turned face and began feuding with hall and nash with the rock and kane at his side on occasion i will say I, I think Pritchard confirmed this that like they they kind of switched plans like during the show because they were not going to have Hall and Nash attack him and end it right there. So I think that night they heard the response of Hogan. And I think he said they they told him they're like go out there and do something. Omaha, so, Omaha, outable, Omaha. <laughs> right. Yeah, I saw. Uh, well, and he, he also said, I mean, you could tell how quickly the plans changed. Hashtag plans changed. Uh, of course. Because he said he Hogan did not have his red and yellow gear with him uh, the next night or, or for the next night. He said he actually called Linda and had him like overnight his gear to him. <laughs> oh, that's kind of crazy to think about, though, that they changed something so huge on the fly at WrestleMania. I don't believe that because... I'm assuming that was Florida and they were in Toronto. There's no way it'd be yeah. overnight. And he called her right first meeting. <laughs> yeah. I well, can't be right. I don't know. Were they, were they still in Canada the next night? Cause I mean, he had it. Yeah, they were, he had it's it, the famous, uh, it's the famous Montreal standing ovation. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Did, did he, research. Well, Pritchard, Pritchard said that uh, he did. I don't know. He he said that they had to he had to call and get her to overnight the gear to him because it just or whatever is the quickest uh, delivery they could do because he didn't have it with him and they wanted it for for Raw the next night. I don't know. You know, believe you don't know what to believe all the time. Either way. Hall and Nash then brought in former NWO member X-Pac X on March 21st, uh, 2002, the episode of SmackDown. And, yeah, on, on, uh, you got something coming for your birthday, by the way. I'm not saying what, but it's something. I don't want another uh, autographed Dave Meltzer picture. <laughs> oh, come on. It, it had X's and O's on it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I still have that. I, I'm not going to throw it away, ever. Well, I'm not going to display have... it either. <laughs> well, what about the what about the picture of the beefcakes that I sent you? Yeah, that one went in the shredder, but no. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, well, you you also have an autographed picture from uh, uh, Jim Cornette calling you a mark, but. <laughs> well, that one I love, and I actually have that in the uh, binder full of all my autographs. Yeah, I mean, damn straight you do. But uh, yeah, well, I'm this was, pretty uh, sure that one's. Pretty sure that one was legit too. <laughs> yeah, that one was. <laughs> so yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking ahead. Uh, we have a. Hey, he's a legend, man. Okay, what do you think about that man? He's a damn legend. Exactly. Cuckoo in the head. 
but <laughs> well, I'm looking ahead. Uh, sandwich sandwiching your birthday here on the 16th of March, we're doing this WrestleMania X8 for the 20 year anniversary. And uh, on March 23rd, we got TNA Destination X 07. So happy birthday. Two good shows in a row. On the March 25th, or excuse me, on March 25th, the NWO, now consisting of Nash, Hall, and X-Pac, was drafted by Ric Flair to the Raw brand, despite rivaling against them. Uh, For the next two weeks, the NWO feuded with Kane until he was lured backstage by X-Pac and put out of action by having his head smashed with a chair. Following this, Nash was suspended for attacking Kane in storyline. It was actually to recover an injured bicep. Kane would disappear until September. Yeah. If I remember correctly, this was during the time he said he he knew he injured it, but he didn't know how bad until he woke up the next day and, like, all down his side was, like, all black and blue. And he's like, well, damn. But X-Pac would then... Yeah, right. Um, And that X-Pac... Xbox, they injure Kane, and uh, Xbox takes his masks. Yeah. They made a figure of that, and I have it. It's pretty cool. Oh, nice. He comes with the mask. Yeah, I wanted the X. Nice. Yeah, I wanted the Xbox NWO figure. Uh, I never did get it though. But Xbox would then begin wearing Kane's mask, as you said, taunting him on the fact that he put him out of action. Bradshaw, who had come to Kane's aid, fought Scott Hall at Backlash, which Hall won with the help of Xbox. Kind of that funny. <laughs> Whole thing suck. Kind of funny that they put the uh, proud drinker in there with the guy who has alcohol problems. <laughs> right. You got both ends uh, of the spectrum. It's like, do you have a drinking problem? Mm, uh, problem? No, nah, I'm pretty comfortable with it. <laughs> uh, the Big Show then rejoined the NWO on April 22nd's episode of Raw when Ric Flair teamed him up with Steve Austin, whom the Big Show turned on and chokeslammed. Nah, man, the big effing show. Uh, by the way, stop me if you have any notes of anything I'm not covering here or anything to elaborate on. The NWO was shortly joined by Ric Flair when he attacked Austin with a chair, and Hall was ejected out of the group and fired from Raw for, quote, reportedly drop, or repeatedly dropping the ball on Austin. In actuality, Hall had asked for his release for personal reasons. And we can all kind of figure out what those personal reasons were. I thought he just got fired after the plane ride from hell. Was that here? Yeah, it was in hmm. May. Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, okay. Go watch it. Got one in. All right. So are you meaning to tell me that this reporting by Uncle Dave was inaccurate in some way, shape, or form, Greg? what I'm saying. How dare you? I, you don't disparage the good goddamn name of Uncle Dave, all right? Uh, anyway. If you don't like this, please die. <laughs> right. But lacking members, Ric Flair would recruit Booker T into the New World Order and continue his feud with Steve uh, Austin. Does that made sense? Hey, is Stevie Ray around? Ah, nah, we'll get his brother. I, I guess he'll do. <laughs> Austin defeated the Big Show, by the uh, way, and Ric Flair. Like, when, they pick, when they picked him to be in, if you go back and mm-hmm. watch, Booker didn't even know it was going to be him. It felt like, is that on the NWO? Is, is, is Booker T? And then he just starts attacking guys, helping them out. <laughs> what the hell? Like, 
Like, oh, it's me? Uh, I guess I have to. Gotta go to work. Uh. Yeah, right. Austin defeated the Big Show and Ric Flair in a handicap match at Judgment Day. Uh, uh, sucked. I don't even remember that match. It just sounds like I hear uh, Big wait, Show well, and Ric Flair. I went, back and, I went back and watched all these matches in preparation for this. That match was brutal. <laughs> well, I hear Ric Flair versus Big Show, or, or sorry, Ric Flair and Big Show versus, you know, Steve Austin in a handicap match. And, you know, I mean, you got my money. I think that was the same show, too. Yeah, um, it was. I mean, this has nothing to do with it, but I think it was the Hardy Boys against Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. Yeah, they, they stacked that show, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. Shut up and take my money. Oh, man. This was when they were like, hell, look, the we don't have Jericho and Triple H was damn good, though. So. Well, this was when WWF was was getting to the point where they were like, look, we have no competition. We don't have to hit home runs every night. <laughs> like we we can just soft, you know, hit hit one out to uh, center field here and there, you know. I might argue from backlash this year to vengeance. Every pay per view sucked, and then SummerSlam two was one of the greatest pay per views of all time. Go figure. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, right. It's <laughs> all built in that if that's the reason. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fine, sure. But uh, Booker T was now in the group. His sidekick Gold Dust was also attempting and failing many times to get in, and the rest of the members of uh, X Pac and Big Show were becoming furious or frustrated rather with Booker T. <sighs> this was the Skits. early uh, look of Black Rain. Yeah, right. <sighs> Some of these skits were kind of funny. Some of them were just stupid. Like, what did, what did he say? Like, the one he was, like, dressed up like uh, Steve Irwin, whatever, and he was, like, uh, I think they were, like, sleeping in the locker room, and he's creeping on him. He's like, oh, it's an X-Pac. Watch out. They tend to suck. <laughs> like, what the hell, man? I'll never understand the logic behind that, by the way. Like, X-Pac sucks. Yeah. In what world? Yeah. It's like, of all of them. It, it, he certainly wasn't what he used to be, but sucks, really? Yeah, right. But with Kevin Nash returning and attempting to rebuild the NWO, he brought Shawn Michaels into the faction. This was awkward as hell, in my opinion. By the way, he was also in, uh, oh, what was the SmackDown game he was in? Uh, full NWO gear. It was one right before Here Comes the Pain. Shawn? Uh, yeah. Was, uh, you remember he sh- shut your mouth, I think. Yeah, uh, he was in SmackDown. Shut your mouth in NWO T-shirt and blue uh, black jeans. I want to so, say that's the first ever one for PlayStation Two. I believe so. Yeah, that one was okay, but Here Comes the Pain is still looked at fondly by many as like one of the greatest wrestling games ever. I know I played the crap out of it as a kid. But either way, uh, and, and it was the first one not named after like a, a rock catchphrase. The other ones was like SmackDown, there's Know Your Roll, Shut Your Mouth. So, just bring it. Yeah, just bring it. But either way, uh, on the June 23rd episode of Raw, 
Shawn Michaels literally kicked Booker T out of the NWO a week later. Uh, so, or excuse me, I conflated those notes. He, he was brought in on the June 23rd episode of Raw, you know, the NWO. And then he kicked Booker T out of the group the, the week later. I was at the Raw prior to that in Oakland. Oh, wow. Prior to him being brought in? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Storm where uh, Rock returned. Nice. It was the first Raw after or the first Raw after Austin walked out. He may have walked out in the Raw before. Wow. Yeah. So the Rock returned. Still to this day, the loudest ovation I've ever heard in my life. My ears ringing. Wow. Nice. Well, with that, we're going to play our second to last clip here of the podcast. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to play a little clip of him kicking Booker T out of the group. Here we go. As I stand here and I look at you, it's hard for me to find the words to describe how proud I am of you. When you came here, you were my bodyguard, Diesel. And look at you now. One of the biggest names this industry has ever known. Moreover, you're the leader of the most dominant, most powerful group the wrestling business has ever seen. He's calling him the leader, but he sounds like he's being the leader. But I have to tell you, (laughs) as I've sat at home and I've watched, I've seen the NWO and I've thought to myself, something's missing. Something is making me feel uneasy. And as I stood back and I look at this picture, I think to myself, what stands out? Well, one thing that stands out just a little bit is this seven foot, 500 pound monster. (laughs) Easy big man. That's what I love about you. Think about it. Who in the world is going to mess with this group? With this seven foot five when they realized nobody was wrecking machine watching our back. So then I thought, well maybe maybe it's a lack of focus. And when I think of lack of focus, I, I think like of this. you. To say that your short term memory leaves a, a little something to be desired would be just a smidge of an understatement. <laughs> but you are, without a doubt, the most All that good talented stuff. performer <laughs> in our business today. And I got news for you, buddy. You can play on our team any day of the week. So I started to think to myself, Oh, God! Oh, Michael just super kicked Booker T's head off! My God, he's got a family. Good grief! I thought I to myself, he did yet. well, you're the problem you see you tried to steal the spotlight from the nwo just like austin tried to steal it from me just like the rock tries to steal it from hunter and i've got news for you from this day forward absolutely nobody and i mean nobody will ever steal the spotlight of the nwo again doesn't he trust into the group Oh, got his tooth loosened by a guy by the way who's like never in the game. Yeah. So there you go. That was a little 
I don't get that one because it's like you're trying to steal our spotlight. Uh, didn't you shove me into your damn group? <laughs> like, yeah, but it, shut up. At that point, it's the only wrestler in that group that's in their prime. <laughs> yeah, right. Fun fact. <laughs> and, it, and obviously, and obviously, this had nothing to do with it, but it's kind of funny to think about. Uh, it's like, you know, I'm looking at this big picture, and it's like, what doesn't fit? It's the black guy. Hard <laughs> to hard to argue that. That is what they said. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it wasn't because of that. It's just like it's hard to not notice. It's a it's like four white dudes, and they're like, look, somebody doesn't fit in, and they all just kind of like look over at Booker, and they're like, I wonder which, who it is. Which one of these is not like the others? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by the way, uh, well, here he all oh, made sense, though. He never fit in there. So, oh, hell no. I, I call it retconning a huge mistake is what it was. So whatever. Yeah, like, I he mean, never needed him WCW. He didn't need him then. That's that's my opinion. Yeah, like what I just said about Michaels being an odd fit in there. Booker was even weirder. Like, at least Michaels was, like, friends with Nash and Hall and all them. Well, there's a reason they put Stevie Ray in, because Booker was great. Stevie Ray was not. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) As you put it, he was the guy famous for tagging in Booker T. Yep. So, but yeah, Michaels. So, hey, whatever. Yeah, right. Hey, he's in the the Hall of Fame. So, hey, there are a lot of... uh, you know, tag teams that are in the Hall of Fame that, uh, you know, one of them dragged the other one across that finish line, man. <laughs> Our foundation. Well, why did you need the name? But, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, Michaels, then in the midst of a four year retirement from professional wrestling, became the first NWO member who had never wrestled in WCW. That's a fun fact there. Uh, on July 8th. Kevin Nash returned to action on Raw officially, teaming with Eddie Guerrero, X-Pac, Big Show, and Chris Benoit. Don't ask why. I I don't know. Uh, To take on Booker T, Goldust, Bubba Ray Dudley, Spike Dudley, and Rob Van Dam. Seconds after tagging in for the first time. A cluster of a match, by the way. Yeah, I can imagine. And in the midst of that cluster, seconds after tagging in for the first time, Nash tore his quadricep. After delivering a big boot onto Booker T, immediately after putting him back, or er, immediately putting him back on the injured list. <sighs> and Yikes. and when you, I know you're getting to it. Effectively ending the NWO. Yeah. Boy. After after this, they were like, "Look, do we have any more band aids to put on this thing, or should we just kill it?" And uh, well, on the following Raw on July fifteenth. Vince McMahon came out to the ring to the entrance music of the NWO and made the announcement that the group was officially disbanded. That's the last time you'll ever hear that song. Yep. And that actually brings me to my very last clip I want to play on the show. A little bit of that sounded something like this. And believe it or not, folks at home might not believe me, but it seems as if Mr. McMahon is actually in a good mood here tonight. That's strange. You're all wondering, why did Mr. McMahon walk out here to NWO Music? We are wondering that indeed, and we hope you'll tell us. I like how King is just like Gideon's schoolgirl. 
Thanks for that warm New Jersey welcome, by the way. Ugh, New Jersey. Well, you see, the reason I walked out here to NWO Music is because I thought maybe you would want to hear it one last time. Last time? What? And you just did. You heard the NWO Music for the very last time. I like how they're chanting a for a See, because there is no more NWO, the NWO is now history. History? The NWO era is now history. No different than many of the other preceding eras here in World Wrestling Entertainment. All right. That's the gist of it right there. And, uh... Yeah, he goes on in the promo to talk about that he's going to name a new general manager for Raw. Well, that well that's going to work out. <laughs> that general manager ended up being Eric Bischoff. Afterwards, the NWO storyline was stopped and the remaining members drifted apart. Shawn Michaels returned to active competition within weeks. Big Show was eventually traded to SmackDown and X-Pac was released from his contract. You want to talk about you know, I've made this analogy before, but it's like it's not going out with a bang. It's going out with a wet fart. And <laughs> this just messed this this just messed the bed, man. That's all it did. I never felt it. Yeah. At the end, I should say. I feel like it fizzled out right after us when eighteen to me. Yeah, it's like it was fun for a minute and then it was I, just- uh, Yeah, you know when it Actually, now I think about it, one of the things that killed it for me was when they were all drafted as a group. Like, okay, so they're just a group that's getting drafted. The whole thing was that they were taken over. Yeah. Now they're going to put, the like, on a show. Here to kill the WWE. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, as you can tell from what Vince McMahon said there at the end of the clip, they are now officially the WWE and all that good stuff. So they got the F out. <laughs> that was... That was something uh, I forgot to mention in the in the Shawn Michaels promo uh, before the clip that I played. He actually said in the WWE and and uh, they made mention of it on commentary. And so King was like, yeah, get the F out (laughs) again. Get a shield school girl. Yeah, right. But all right, well, that officially does it for that. The NWO is is uh, dead in the WWE. They did Barely. make a they did make a quote unquote comeback at WrestleMania 35. You know, coming out in that 31 Triple H, or 31. God dang it, you know what I mean. I was WrestleMania. Dead. Get that right. Yeah, uh, they made a, a return at WrestleMania 31 in uh, the San Francisco area. And they came out to uh, or for that Triple H and Sting match and all that. So and they've popped up sporadically here and there. They were at like Raw twenty five in the uh, what was that uh, the one uh, the Manhattan Ring of Water and right? yeah 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 Manhattan Center yeah and they they did the two sweet with the club and all that that was that was pretty cool to see. So either way. That does it for that. They're they're now in the Hall of Fame. It's funny that X Pac is in the Hall of Fame with them. But either way, uh, we're, we're gonna take our final break. He's gonna go in again. It's a one two three kid, isn't he? 
Yeah, right. You get that uh, man one, two, three rings. Right. But we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to tell you what's to come on the podcast next week. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go maybe. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah. Yeah. Well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. Real quick, before we say goodnight, uh, coming up on the podcast next week. <laughs> the, coming up on the podcast next week, on January 26th, to wrap up the month, it's WWF Royal Rumble 2001 from New Orleans, Louisiana. Excited about this. It was a great show. And uh, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll save it for next week. We'll talk more about it. But... That does it for our January bonus show. It was fun. Thank you for joining me today, Greg. Mm-hmm. And we will see you all next week on Wednesday for Royal Rumble 2001. Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.